It may have only been an exhibition game on Saturday, but two Hoosier freshmen really made an impression. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Monday, Halloween, October 31st. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. The Hoosiers were back in action on Saturday, as we previewed on Friday's episode, and it was just a scrimmage, an exhibition, whatever word you want to use, but there were certainly some takeaways from it. And I think biggest among those being how good IU's two-star freshmen looked uh, in their first action on Assembly Hall's floor. Malik Renew, I have that pronunciation right. I I will, we got it set. Malik Renew uh, was, I think, the most impressive player on the floor. Uh, both teams, obviously. And the biggest positive takeaway for the Hoosiers in this game Statistically, for however much this matters, he played 18 minutes, had 14 points, 11 rebounds, and a block with an assist as well. Uh, 7 of 10 from the field. Everything he did looked smooth, effortless. It did not look like he broke a sweat out there. He looked really, really good. And that means a lot of good things for the Hoosiers, kind of big picture. Um for one, he's immediately ready to contribute to this team. He's going to see a lot of minutes, and he's going to be a very productive player for Indiana this season. I don't care that it was a scrimmage. That was immediately evident. The fluidness he had in the post, um, his size, the way he can use it, that's going to translate to every game, no matter if they're playing an NAIA team or – UNC in about a month's time that is going to translate regardless and he's going to be able to immediately contribute realistically he could probably start on a not even probably he could start on a big 10 team as like a starting center and that be a very competitive team it's just that IU has two players ahead of him that pretty much nobody else in the conference has save for one or two schools so he's going to be coming off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first guy off the bench uh, with the way he played on Saturday. Um, there's not going to be a, a huge drop-off between Trace and Malik Renew. I, I, I don't think that's a hyperbole. I know that's a lot to take away from a um, scrimmage game, and I'm not saying Malik is nearly as good as Trace. There will be a drop-off there, but... Last season, when Trace went to the bench, if he had foul trouble, injured, uh, whatever it may have been, IU didn't really have a post option. They had to kind of play a lot differently. Michael Durr wasn't that guy. Jordan Geronimo doesn't play in the post. Uh, Whatever it may have been, uh, that option wasn't there. With Malik, that option exists. He's really damn good at it. So IU doesn't really have to change the way it plays, whether Trace is in there or not, uh, because Malik is uh, 
able to, I guess, kind of replicate in a lot of ways how Trace plays. Uh, he's able to score in the post, um, and he'll be able to um, have those spot minutes, I guess, where he can he can do it himself in, in a lot of ways. So uh, he's going to be a special one. He may come off the bench this season. He will come off the bench this season. But that doesn't mean he's not going to have an impact, and that doesn't mean uh, he's not going to have a uh, a big career in Bloomington because that was I was really impressed. I kind of said it at times that there was all this talk about Jalen Hood Shafino. We'll we'll touch on him in a second. Uh, all this kind of hype coming in, and I I would assume it's the way Malik uh, his recruitment was so late. IU fans had so little time to kind of watch him. That excitement wasn't there. It's there after Saturday. That was really, really impressive. Granted, I'm trying to put all the qualifiers in this as I can. Marion had like absolutely no size on their roster. So Malik should dominate like that. But the fact he did it is impressive. Jalen Hood Shafino, uh, he looked comfortable, I think is the best word to describe him. Maybe too comfortable at times. He had a couple of um, turnovers that... He only had two on the night, uh, or on the day, I guess, but, um, careless would be a way to describe those, but, uh, he got into his kind of comfort zone and he looked, uh, as advertised as you would expect. Um, the dynamic with him and Xavier Johnson through like, uh, I don't even know that they probably played 10, 15 minutes together on, uh, Saturday. Jalen only played 24 minutes. They both played 24 minutes. Uh, they did split time, uh, and as predicted, one of them is always going to be on the court. Mike Woodson kind of said as much, basically, that that one of them is going to be on the court at all times. But playing together was not an issue in this one. Xavier struggled. Uh, we can kind of talk about that at the end, but uh, Jalen did not. Finished 5 of 8 from the field. Uh, missed both of his threes, but was one of one at the line. Uh, knocked down a couple mid-range jumpers. Not got to the rim and finished uh, well through contact. Uh, finished uh, an alley oop on a fast break as well. Eleven points, four assists, three rebounds, and a steal. Um, that's about what we expected. Ability to do a little bit of everything, and he, like I said, he looks. Uh, like this stage isn't too big for him. Now, there's going to be much, much, much tougher tests than Marion, but through one scrimmage, um, he looks ready to to really perform this year. The dynamic with him and Xavier Johnson is going to continue to grow. Um, again, this was just one half of a, a scrimmage, but it was their first look against an opposing team to see kind of how that could be defended. I doubt Marion was putting much into their scouting report on IU. So I don't even put a lot into that, but, um, we'll see how that continues to grow. Jalen looked comfortable on and off the ball. Uh, and we'll see if him and, and Xavier are able to kind of continue that pattern moving forward. Those two weren't the only ones that stood out on Saturday. Logan Duncan, he's legit. All this buzz was legit. We're going to talk about him, uh, here in just a moment. Before we do that though, uh, let's talk about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, football, and 
the start of the new basketball season is upon us, whether it's NCAA, whether it is the NBA, which is well underway. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. Uh, no matter what it is you're looking for, Bet Online has you guys covered uh, from, as we said, uh, football to um, basketball, both college and pro. I'm trying to pull up uh, I use odds for this weekend. Uh, they also have MLB, the World Series right now, MMA, boxing, and golf. Uh, the Hoosiers will face Penn State this weekend and are a 14-point underdog, according to Bet Online. Uh, if you guys want to wager money on either side of that, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's talk Logan Duncombe. He had a lot of kind of out of nowhere buzz. It started really on media day this year um, when Trace Jackson Davis uh, kind of made note that um, he he was been really good in practice. Uh, so it, it started out of nowhere and you can always it's always kind of tough to tell if it's teammates kind of hyping up each other. No, Logan Duncombe, it looks legit. Uh, what a jump he's made. Uh, again, this was against a very, very undersized Marion team in a scrimmage, but Logan Duncombe looks like he's ready to contribute in some capacity this season, which considering he could like in no meaningful minutes, did he contribute last season? That is a huge jump, a huge bonus for Indiana. Um, he finished with a double-double, 11 points, 11 rebounds in 22 minutes, had an assist. Um, he looked active. He looked he looked just like a Division One Big Ten big man, which, again, considering where he was last season and the fact he couldn't get on the court in any game, I always point back with him to that Northwestern game where you had like seven bodies and Logan Duncan couldn't even get on the floor then. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest example of how far away he was. He's not far away at all this year. Uh, he looks fluid. He's a big guy and the Hoosiers continue to have a, a ton of depth in that front court. Now, uh, he's listed at, um, well, he's not listed on his player bio. I'll have to go to the roster, but, uh, he's listed, um, 610241 241. And that 241 uh, is the big part because he's gotten a lot thicker, uh, able to kind of handle the demands of being a big man in the Big Ten, battling up against some big bodies. Uh, so that is important. I don't know. I, I want to wait and see a little bit more on this one. He might be already kind of to the level where Michael Durr was last season. Um, Again, in a lot of ways, I don't mean to discredit what Durr did last year. He was important in a lot of games, and uh, his experience is certainly a lot higher or more than what Logan Duncombe had. He was vital in that Purdue game, Michael Durr was, uh, but he was very limited and by the end of the season kind of wasn't playing aside from one shift a game. 
so the result, or when you kind of compare, I guess, um, Logan Duncan has the ability to play. I mean, ultimately, Michael Durr only averaged seven minutes per game, which feels low. I guess I think back to some of the games that he played big roles in, 24 minutes against Purdue a couple games later against Kofi Coburn in Illinois. He had 12 uh, minutes. Uh, both games where Trace was in foul trouble, but I, I think that that type of role Logan Duncan can have because over the final 11 games, Michael Durr only played five and a half minutes per game. Uh, and there were a, f- a fair few games where he got one rotation and that was it. Michigan, Illinois, Wyoming, uh, and even in St. Mary's game, he played four, 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 and five minutes. Uh, so he just wasn't really an option when I, you needed to, to win. Logan Duncan can come in and fill that role. Um, he can be a guy that can step up if there's foul trouble and he looks like he has a nice touch around the rim. Um, pulling down 11 rebounds is encouraging. I'd like to see what he does against not guys that are six, five, basically. I think Marion only had three players on their roster listed above six, six. So I'd like to see what he can do against guys who are actually, um, division one height basically, but, Nonetheless, uh, in- very encouraging from him. Trace obviously did not play. I, I, I would assume most of you would have seen that. Um, he has a, I believe, a wrist injury. IU said before the game he was held out for precautionary reasons. Him and Tamar Bates both. Um, it, it doesn't seem like anything anyone's particularly worried about right now and that it was strictly for precautionary reasons. No reason to get guys injured in any way uh, in the in an exhibition game. That won't matter. So totally fine with that. But what a lot of this uh, from this scrimmage game, kind of these takeaways mean Malik Renew playing well, Logan Duncan playing well. There's a lot less of a demanding toll on Trace Jackson Davis this season. There was a lot of times, especially as the season wore on, that he was playing really heavy minutes. Um, if you look at the final uh, 13 games last season, he was playing 34.1 minutes per game. That included, obviously, the Northwestern game. He almost played the whole game. 38 against Ohio State on the road. 36 against Michigan. 36 against Illinois. 38 against Iowa. 36 against Wyoming. Uh, and then only 31 against St. Mary's, even in that blowout, that was a lot of minutes. Uh, so you would hope, expect, uh, with the development and the arrival of, of Malik and Logan that you can watch his minutes a little bit more because uh, there were not many games last year where he played under 30 minutes. There was all of uh, eight games that he played under 30 minutes One of those was the Purdue game, which he had foul trouble the whole game. Uh, And then early in the season against Louisiana, the Illinois game, he had foul trouble early in the season against Merrimack. uh, A lot of these games were very early in the year. Northern Kentucky, Northern Illinois, Jackson State. Maryland was about the only competitive or not, I guess, competitive game where he didn't have foul trouble, where he played under 30 minutes. And I believe that was a game the Hoosiers won in a route. So having the chance to keep him more fresh and, uh, able to play 
more minutes at a higher level late in the season will be a huge benefit for Indiana. And that's what you get when you have Malik, Logan Duncan ready to step up and take on bigger roles is that when the games really start to matter, Trace isn't as worn down. Uh, there aren't those nagging injuries, things like that. And he's able to really step up uh, once the big moments come. So really encouraging signs from Logan, Malik, Jalen hood Shafino. Let's talk some other kind of general takeaways from this game. Uh, odds and ends stuff that, that I kind of made note of. We'll dive into that here in a moment. So a couple other things I, I wanted to make note of. We talked about uh, the three-point shooting, just what it's going to look like. Um, I'm not going to make any grand takeaways. IU went 8 of 19 uh, from the three-point line. That's 42%, which on the surface isn't bad and is actually really good. Uh, Race Thompson, though, hit his first three three-pointers, finished three of four. I don't know that there's going to be another game this season where he starts three of three from the three point line. I'd gladly eat crow on that, but that's not something he did last year. If his three pointer took that big of a jump this season, that's a huge positive for Indiana, but I'm going to have to see more than 23 minutes in an exhibition game to believe that. So that number's a little inflated in some ways. CJ Gunn knocked down a pair of them. We'll talk about him in a second. How many minutes is he going to see? But you saw guys, Miller Cop knocked down his only three. Jordan Geronimo went one of two. Trey Galloway knocked down a three. That would be enormous if he can uh, show some more uh, shooting uh, from range because that was the biggest hole in his game uh, was his three-point shooting. So if he is able to become a knockdown three-point shooter, that's enormous for Indiana. CJ Gunn. Uh, he stepped on the court for 22 minutes. He was there with the, the kind of actual rotation guys playing went two of five overall, but both of his makes were three pointers, two of three from three, six points, couple rebounds, couple of assists, a block and a steal. He's going to see real minutes this season. Um, <laughs> I, I say that about a lot of guys and I'm laughing because there's like 10 or 11 guys at this point that I, I, I think could see minutes. They're not going to play 11 guys. 10 guys is even a stretch on some nights. CJ Gunn has some value to this roster, though. He already has one of the prettiest looking jumpers. Uh, and if he's going to continue to knock them down at a decent clip, he's going to see minutes. It was pretty clear Gunn is much further along than his fellow freshman, Caleb Banks. Um, Banks did come in later in the game. Ended up playing 10 minutes, didn't uh, score, was 0 of 3 from the field, had a couple of rebounds. Um, there might be a chance at Caleb Banks red shirts this year. That's one of the benefits slash problems of having this much depth is, um, depending on how you want to look at it, some guys just aren't going to be able to get minutes on the floor, consistent ones. So is it worth IU throwing him out there for two, three, four minutes in garbage times of, uh, you know, a dozen games this year, or is it better to just redshirt him and let him kind of develop behind the scenes and then take part next year when there's more openings for more minutes? We'll see how that goes. Again, this is one game. I don't want to say redshirt the kid after one game. 
Uh, I'm certainly interested to see what he can do in the next exhibition game. I think the bottom line is with this team is there's an immense amount of depth. There's guys we haven't, we didn't barely mention Tamar Bates who also sat out for precautionary reasons. We barely mentioned someone like Jordan Geronimo, uh, Miller cop. We didn't really mention at all. Like there's a lot of guys that are going to see minutes on this team and there is a lot of depth on this team. I legitimately think I've said this a couple times, this scrimmage kind of solidified it. I use going to be able to go 10 deep uh, this season. They might even be able to go 11 deep. I, I think it'll be 10 deep with some variation in who those 10 are, depending on the matchup. Maybe I can see kind of CJ gun and, and Logan Duncan being the two that are, are varied there, depending on if you're facing a, a bigger team versus uh, a situation where you want more shooting and maybe that varies within the game as well. Um, but this is a very deep IU team. And when you're kind of looking at, I've kind of wrestled with this notion that how is this team different than the one that got shellacked by 25 points to St. Mary's? Because if I use a, a big 10 favorite, the clear big 10 favorite, what is different about this team? That That's kind of, it's me kind of playing, devil's advocate with myself because you can say oh they bring basically everybody back well yeah but that was a team that was like middle of the road in the big 10 and barely made the tournament and got walloped when they got into the actual tournament you look at Malik Renault and Jalen Hood Shafino those two are huge upgrades on what IU had last season but it's the overall depth IU could not go 10 deep last season not reliably and not in big games I think this roster can reliably in big games go 10 deep. So I, uh, I really think that is going to be one of the biggest strengths about this team. It's just the depth that has the amount of guys that can step up on any given night. That's going to be really big in a long season full of a lot of really big and tough matchups. Having that kind of depth is, is going to prove vital in the long run. So, um, an encouraging certainly scrimmage to start off the season uh it's it's got me excited to watch iu basketball in games that matter uh the hoosiers will have another scrimmage on thursday against saint francis i really like scrimmaging fellow kind of indiana small schools um there's so many schools that um smaller NAIA schools that you can scrimmage and, and it's kind of free PR in a lot of ways. Um, you have Marion, St. Francis, Huntington, Indiana Wesleyan, um, a lot of NAI schools sprinkled about IUEs. Like I, I, I like the idea of just bringing those, uh, kids in a lot of times they're filled with Indiana high school players. And the idea of playing in assembly hall is kind of a dream to them. So, um, not to sound too conceited on that front, but I just think it's free, pre free PR. Um, it sounds like Mike Woodson wants to continue playing Marion. Uh, Marion's athletic director is, uh, an IU graduate played IU basketball team. For those that didn't see it at halftime, uh, they honored, um, Steve Downing in the 1973, 72, 73 big 10, title team and Mike Woodson and him are close. Sounds like he's going to want to regularly play Marion. So 
play Marion, Huntington, IWU, IU East, whoever it is, play these schools, get that free PR. I like that. But IU has a game against St. Francis on Thursday to do this all again before a week from today, they open the season officially against Moorhead State. So this is coming up quick. We'll have another chance to look at these guys again on Thursday. We're going to continue to cover this team, this uh, scrimmage and preview this season all this week on Locked on Hoosiers. So make sure you guys are subscribed and make us your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe, as I said. Leave that rating and review real quick. Helps us out immensely. Most importantly, though, guys, hope your week starts off well. Enjoy some trick-or-treating tonight. Uh, And as always, LEO.